back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I am Taylor. This week we will be talking about the HBO Max series Hacks. Wow, HBO Max Hacks. It rhymes. That's cute. Wow. And the HBO series Barry. Right? Not going to lie. I don't like that. I don't like it either. It's so confusing. Um, And it's probably like the only negative feedback I really have (laughs) for these. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But it really hit me. Um, Let me just say this brief anecdote. (laughs) Please. Um, I was looking on YouTube to see if there was like an official HBO recap of Barry season two because it's been three years and I really needed a recap. And I couldn't find one on the on the TV app. So I was like, oh, maybe they have one. And they have a separate HBO Max YouTube channel and an HBO channel. And as someone who has to do, like, YouTube stuff for work, I was like, wow, imagine their marketing department. <laughs> How many times have they uploaded? They probably actually have two different teams. One that's HBO yeah. Max YouTube. They're a pretty big company. <laughs> but I was just like, because at first I was looking on HBO Max in my like search results and I was like Barry is HBO I have to go to like a whole different YouTube channel and it was just so weird and I just wish they would just make everything HBO Max at this point and that's all I have to say I agree just the two of them together have the best content in all the games so like just combine to be one mega conglomerate and call it good I agree and I don't even think you can get like just hbo go or hbo now anymore like i think no. you can only get the hbo max app mm-hmm. so it's just very confusing and funny to me that they like have to be separate yeah weird weird but there's our one negative thing we have to say about it and the rest will be high praises i mean i'm sure we'll have other things but got that one out of the way <laughs> that's truly the biggest anything <laughs> else is just like you know really would really be picky yes um all right tv news this week wow i am looking at a picture right now of donald glover wearing a fitted tank top tucked into some jeans (gasps) and it is some some photos of him on set of the mr and mrs smith series and it's probably the hottest thing i've ever seen in my entire life have you seen these no. Okay, I'm sending it to you to right now phone. on Instagram. Okay, it's kind of funny because like he looks <gasps> like so <laughs> that was Whoa. a real life reaction. Oh my gosh. Well, I've just never seen well, okay, that that's not true. I haven't seen his like hair and beard looking like this in a long time. I know. Wow. And it's funny cuz there's the jeans. The jeans are interesting, but they work. I'm looking at, okay, and different shots are di- are more flattering. First picture, breathtaking. <laughs> Second picture, um, when you scroll all the way down with your eyes, they look a little goofy. The <laughs> third picture is the one in this carousel that has me shook. The pose, they're like boot cut jeans, but they are kind of working. Like he looks like he's in the 70s. Is I wonder if the show's going to be set in the 70s now. Yeah, I don't know, but if you're following along and you want to see the pictures they were posted by <laughs> um, Just Jared 
on June <laughs> like 10th or 11th. So go look at them. They're stunning. You'll have to we'll have to share these on the the social needs. Yeah, we'll share them to our story. I should I need to be better about that anyway, so well, you and me both, it's radio silence on Twitter in between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh. Wow. And I just I think am... it's funny because Maya looks, I realize it's like a bad photo probably of her, but like they need to up her style game because like she's wearing a bunch of baggy, baggy clothes and he's wearing the tightest tank and jeans I've ever seen. Well, that's why I'm wondering if it's like not modern day. Yeah, maybe not. I don't, I can't decide because it's not, it It could kind of go either way. It could. But even the leather um, jacket, the arms are a little short. So it's just like, hmm. A yeah, confusing. they're like, you're, all your clothes are going to be a size too small. <laughs> yeah. And Maya, yours are going to be two to three sizes too big. Mm hmm. I mean, that, the picture where she looks a little goofy is the one where he also, I mean, his face looks perfect, but his legs look goofy. <laughs> I like them. They look really long. <laughs> well, the, the picture I like, they look really short, but the pose <laughs> is just so good. He just looks like so skinny in that second. Anyway, and that was some really, really good, intense analysis. <laughs> Especially oh, for so an audio th- podcast. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, we don't get paid for this, so. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. The next piece of news that dropped today is um, they released the title and kind of like a teaser featuring no people, like an animated <laughs> teaser of the title of the Knives Out sequel, which, which is going to be on Netflix um, this holiday season is the direct quote. I don't see a date. It just says this holiday season, but it's the title is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. <laughs> um who chose that i think the title's a flop and it's <laughs> funny though because looking at the watching the animation right now it's funny because it literally looks like harry potter that's a good comparison i agree it's weird it looks like the eye should literally be a lightning bolt like on the books <laughs> so i don't know i feel very goofy about that yeah the the onion thing did not help me help pique my interest, TBH. Well, you hate onions. I hate onions. And <laughs> I actually like onions, but I, <laughs> I, I think the title is dorky. <laughs> we'll see. I also hate I'm sure glass. most people are really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to reach that audience of my strange addiction that eat glass. <laughs> yeah. This is for the glass eaters. Well, I was kind of looking through the replies to see if there's like a reference I'm not getting. Someone replied and said, this title sucks, man. And someone <laughs> then replied to them. That is like a screenshot from, I think, Urban Dictionary. And it says a glass onion is something that would have layer after layer peeled away only to realize it was transparent all along. That's like one of those things that's fake deep. It's not even f- deep. Yes. <laughs> I could not agree more. Like, and also, again, like, still even funny because, like, we already got the onion analogy with Shrek. We don't need it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shrek did it best. 
We know that there's layers to onions. We all learned it because every human being alive has seen Shrek at least yes. three times. Yes. I've probably seen it 50 times. I'm not even kidding. It's amazing. Shrek is blueprint. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I always feel I feel kind of like gaslit by Knives Out <laughs> in that. I've never talked to another soul who had one negative critique about the movie, except for you. Who am I? And so, oh. <laughs> no, I'm alone in this. No, because except for you, like, I think we're like the only two people on earth that think the movie is like, okay, <laughs> at best. And so like, I don't, I don't know what the reaction to this is going to be besides us and that one Twitter reply that said (laughs) the title sucks. So like, we should reach out to him. Maybe he's one of our soulmates. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Put that on your hinge app. (laughs) I do not like knives out. I would get killed. You would. Yeah. You wouldn't get any matches. I would be banned from things. (laughs) Things. Who knows what? We've got to speed that up. <laughs> this is now a Knives Out hate podcast. <laughs> well, I do feel like we have a lot of pent up frustration or something that which we've I been don't know why because for a while we've never really we've never really withheld our feelings on that. But yeah, it's true. I feel like maybe this is the harshest we've been. It's, yeah. The glass onion just really sent me over the edge. <laughs> Our feelings are inside of that glass onion now. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say about that? No, I'm done. Okay. Please, please move <laughs> on. <laughs> Some pretty devastating news, which has come just on the cusp of us begging people to watch this show, is that Made for Love was canceled and i'm so upset about it um well i would like to piggyback off of that because did you see that starstruck was renewed for season three i did not so it is interesting we just talked about both and one survived and one was killed and okay i've got to be honest i know like yes i do i do like starstruck i think that out of these two I would have preferred Made for Love to keep going because there's more of a story to tell. I agree. There's way more characters and like, it's just like more thought provoking and like mind boggling. And like Starstruck is just like fun because it's relatable, but. Mm -hmm. And it really ended so well that they could have just been like, ta-da, the end. And I'm thinking, um, I've only seen like two episodes in my life of Westworld, but like made for love. Is there kind of like a Westworld-ness to it? I almost wish that made for love <laughs> got all the fame and press that Westworld has. I would say maybe they're more comparable if, uh, Ray Romano's sex doll came to life. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's actually like so smart. <laughs> That's the perfect thing to the perfect way to explain that. Uh, hmm, but I've only, I haven't seen any of the more recent seasons of Westworld, so who knows? Yeah, it's devastating. But glad we have those two seasons, and maybe people yeah. will find it on their own. I hope so. 
another kind of like follow up to things we've recently been talking about. Did you see who is replacing Matthew Morrison on So You Think You Can Dance? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, I would never have guessed this person in my life. It's Leah Remini. Huh? Has she ever danced exactly. before? I have no idea. But all of them... <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the Variety tweet announcing this uh, the other day. And the one reply is, in all caps, Has anyone ever seen her dance? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, um, I'm looking at the quote tweets. Because I was like, maybe there's something I don't know. No one seems to really be explaining that, yes, she actually does have... Uh, dance background it's the world trying to balance out the scientology of it all you know they're like tom cruise has been yeah. getting too much love with top gun we gotta balance this out we're gonna have as many people watching so you think you can dance as went out and are seeing top gun maverick multiple times <laughs> like kim kardashian kim, kim kardashian seen it three times so we got work to do by now she's probably seen it six times yeah it's true so, yeah, I was like, um, I'm personally confused, but still an upgrade, but confusing. It's kind of like, do you remember that one season where Ellen was a host on American Idol? I mean, a judge on American Idol. Oh, yeah. Made no sense. <laughs> but but she did it. And now Leah Remini is going to do it, too. That just reminded me of one of my favorite jokes on Hacks when they were like, oh, no, she's doing Ellen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. That was so good. <sighs> okay, well that's interesting. Thank you for the update. This is also now a so you think you can dance recap podcast. Breaking news of uh. exclusively so you think you can dance. <laughs> a couple of images have been released of the new Handmaid's Tale season. And it has a release date of September 14th. And the first two episodes were directed by Elizabeth Moss. Oh, speaking of Scientology, I forgot to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Has she directed any of the episodes before? Or is this like her debut? She has directed... It's usually like one episode a season, I think, or something like that. Oh, that's cool, though. I like. Yeah. I do like when actors direct... I just think it's really interesting and I think that those episodes always seem to like really hit and I mm -hmm. listened to uh, Smartless, the podcast, where they interviewed Ben Stiller. They interviewed Ben Stiller about Severance and it was a really interesting conversation where like he was talking about acting and directing and talking to Jason Bateman about his experience of acting and directing um and it was a really fascinating conversation so highly recommend that p.s i need to look that up i also because don't you wonder like when they're because ben stiller's not in severance correct but like interesting when people when actors direct an episode they're in mm -hmm. i always wonder about that yeah you should listen to it because jason talks about things and it's like really interesting okay perfect because i really have always been curious about that mm-hmm and we'll get to actors directing TV shows that they're in later on this episode because Bill Hader is God's gift to man and Holy me. Holy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh. But yeah, seriously, it's like very, very relevant to this episode. Another show where they released, but this is like a full trailer and, and some some uh, stills I saw on some different accounts. Um, a League of Their Own, the series that's going to be on Prime, that's starring so many of our friends, Kate Berlant first and foremost, also Abby from Broad City, also Darcy Carden, who is also relevant because she's in Barry. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it looks good. It looks very fun. Yeah, I didn't gonna be on Prime. I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw the stills and it looks so cute. Yeah, it looks great. Another trailer that dropped is uh, Issa Rae's new show, Rap Shit, which is going to be on HBO Max. It is dropping on July 21st and it looks wow. funny. I've been following her company's Instagram Mm-hmm. Um, I have not watched that trailer yet, though. But like, it's been really, um, like fun and cute seeing kind of like the people that are going to be in it and stuff. But I haven't, I haven't seen the trailer yet. But yeah, that's a good follow if you need more Issa stuff. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, I saved this, but I never figure out what it meant. Did Try you see those tweets that were like, Samantha Jones is returning to Anne just like that, but Kim Cattrall's not. Yeah, I saw like the that, showrunner, and I also had the same experience of like I want to figure this out, but I don't. What I gathered from it is just that they're gonna keep her being like a texting buddy and like a good friend to them, but never actually have her okay. be in it. Well, that's so. That's like, it's such like a clickbaity thing to say because like, okay, so you're gonna keep doing what you've been doing. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect that to go away. It just seems like for Sex in the City, there has to be some sort of content in the news every week. Mm-hmm. It's so true. <sighs> Call me when we finally re- get the reveal that Aiden actually is going to be in it. <laughs> or may I suggest John Bon Jovi? <laughs> One of her exes from the show? That would be great, too. That'd be amazing. I feel actually feel bad for Kim Cattrall. Like... She has to constantly be in the news about this. And she's like, I literally don't want to be affiliated. Yeah. Like she was in a brand new TV show and I never really even saw any like articles about that. It was all just about sex in the city. And she's like, I want to mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. I think it's kind of messed up. Um, My last piece of news is that our favorite angry guy, Brett Goldstein said that they are, going to probably be wrapping up the series of Ted Lasso with season three. So sad for all the Ted Lasso fans out there. The general population is going to need to find a new happy show or just go to therapy themselves, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) Great suggestions. (laughs) Crucial. It's true. Um, I really, I do respect that. Yeah, me too. Don't have anything else to say, except I did love that description of our favorite angry guy. (laughs) Are we ready for unhinged top three? I am so ready. (laughs) All right. Put your thinking caps on and follow along because it's a little bit meta, just like the show's hacks and Barry. So Jordan made this amazing 
connection between the show's hacks and Barry. And my mind was blown because I hadn't even thought about it. So I'm going to let Jordan explain this top three and how everything comes together in one beautiful topic. <laughs> it's it's synergy. It really is. Um, yeah, like usually if we're doing two shows, a lot of times there it's hard to find a connection in the <laughs> Venn diagram between the shows. But this week, Hacks and Barry... I mean, they seem like pretty different shows, even though, yes, they deal with, like, actors. But I feel like this season in particular, um, part of why these seasons were so fun was because of all kind of, like, the um, behind-the-scenes business side of Hollywood and getting pitching your show to different networks and really trying to um, make it on that side. And so there's, like parody involved um so much meta-ness to it and it was really really fun and in both of these shows involve um trying to get like a show sold um and they have their teams behind each show um and in particular on Barry one character has created a show she's working on the pilot and it's based on her own life. And so for her top three, we thought it would be fun to pick a TV character who could maybe be a showrunner and create a show about their own life, based on their own life. And then, of course, they'll have to have a director, which is our second TV character we're going to hire as the director of this show. And then you have to cast a star, which in this scenario is a TV character that character number one has hired to play themselves <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I felt like that was like one of those um, like street games where there's a ball hidden under a cup and then you're like moving around the cups <laughs> and trying to guess which cup has the ball. But I think we got it. Okay, I'll go first, and I'll just name all of mine. Perfect. So I figured that you kind of... This TV character has to have, like, a certain level of narcissism to make a TV show about their own life. Mm-hmm. And so I chose Ava Coleman, who's the principal on Abbott Elementary. Stop. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You I just spat everywhere. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Genius. I just, she's so obsessed with herself and she thinks she does have a really interesting life if half of the little things she says are true and yeah. <laughs> she could make a pretty good show. 100%. And I think she would choose uh, Kelly Prenny from Insecure to play herself. I think she would do Amazing. a great job and they oh, have yeah. like very similar vibes. Yes. And then... I think they would um, choose Darius from Atlanta to direct it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's all pretty unhinged. And who's to say if it would actually ever come into fruition? There might be some too many creative differences to really get hit the ground running. But I think it would be iconic. It would be so good. It, yeah, that's a lot of big personalities, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I love it. 
And I do, I mean, the principal is like really just ready for a spinoff at any time. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. She'd love any opportunity to not be a principal that would make yeah. money. <laughs> exactly. She's trying to be a TikTok star at all times. Yeah. Well, wow. That's a beautiful, beautiful series. Thank you very much. Um, the TV character I picked to create a show about her own life. Um, I wouldn't necess- I don't know if she's a narcissist. She's a little young for us to really know. Hmm. But she's someone who I feel like got the short end of the stick and deserves a chance to tell her tale. And that is Miranda from Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> interesting yeah what was she doing when gordo and lizzie were in rome is that part of the story i hope yes okay great the all questions i have and just like her because it's actually kind of funny because she's like the sidekick one of the sidekicks but she actually had like main character energy yeah you know like it's actually kind of interesting i think that's why lizzie mcguire was such a relatable show was because the main character was actually like the more subtle one. Like she wasn't like trying to be a star at all times. Miranda literally was, she was like always like singing. (laughs) Miranda had the confidence where Lizzie McGuire did not. And that's why Lizzie was so relatable. Exactly. Yeah. Cause everyone sees like you're watching the show. You are like Lizzie's like your, kind of like avatar going through life you Mm -hmm. she's very relatable yeah which is actually really smart of them when they were making that show for like middle school kids Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think miranda i think this would be like a fun show miranda like took more fashion risks even more than lizzie you know she's a star and i would like to know more and um i was looking through possible people to cast as Miranda in the show Miranda Mm -hmm. and um based on and this is this is more than just appearance because she they do have some similarities but I picked Mabel from Only Murders in the Building played by Selena Gomez okay not only are they both thank you yeah like they're both obviously have like the Disney channel vibe but also i think that mabel is kind of like a current miranda vibe like Uh her fashion and she's very sassy um she also has a lot of secrets just like i think miranda has a lot of secrets Mm -hmm. i'm very like artistic yes yeah you're catching the vision yeah um and then for the director i the person i thought of Alexis from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> she kind of like towards the end of the show, she is like girl bossing all over the place, you know. <laughs> and um, girl I think she could all do around it. town. Yeah, <laughs> and she's. I just I think that I think that she could direct. I really do. <laughs> I mean, the Hollywood l- life is in her blood, so exactly. I'd watch it. I would watch it. It really. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of choices. That's for sure. What network do you see this going on? I mean, I don't know if Disney plus is ready. They didn't want Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Gr- all grown up. 
they so i don't know i see maybe like a hulu <laughs> yeah i can see it as a hulu yeah right yeah where where what network would yours be on um probably the cw yeah totally. <laughs> she's like too old for the cw but she's like i've got to be a cw yeah star. like i want to be a riverdale girl yeah <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah exactly <sighs> the riverdale cast should cameo as themselves yeah that'd be perfect in the style of like barry and hacks to be make it all meta yeah. and like not want to hang out with her <laughs> that is a that's a great show right there that's amazing okay love it uh, all right well first up we have hacks season two as a reminder we loved season one so the bar was high i would say yes i felt like the bar was exceeded my expectations were exceeded I had the funnest time watching this. I loved every second of it. I felt like every character just got like, was just like elevated into like a mm-hmm. new, a new level. And yes. like Meg Stalter's character, I felt like was so perfect. I loved her. She was like everything to me. I wouldn't change a thing. I don't think, like, of the whole season, I literally don't think I would change anything. No. I wouldn't either. Only that, the one, the one joke we talked about that was lazy was when the, when, um, Deborah and her comedian friend, frenemy from her past, when they don't know how to put contacts into their phone and need Ava to help them. Yes, that was, like, it felt out of place. But one joke out of hundreds thousands <laughs> literally something i feel like i remember us saying in the first season was or maybe i'm getting this mixed up with marvelous mrs Maisel, but like i feel like something we talked about in the first season was that like we didn't really find deborah vance that funny it's funny that you say that because i also remembered saying that but i think it might have been about mrs Maisel. Okay. I would need to go back and check, but it, it's either way. It's hard not to think about those because I mean, it's a show about a fictional stand-up comedian, and that's really hard to be like, okay, well, if they're a successful stand-up comedian, they need to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I found myself laughing out loud multiple times during her like sets. Yes. Which now, okay, just to not to jump on this too much, but it's I feel like they're also kind of saying her comedy in season one was more stale anyway. It's so true. then in season two, it would actually make sense for it to legitimately be funnier. So mm-hmm. I think whichever show we were talk- saying that about, I think it like thematically works for to, for season two when she's trying out all new material for it to be funnier. Because mm-hmm. I also thought it was really good. Yeah. Another thing that, that I very vividly remember was us talking about some of the people who are going to be featured on this season um i.e laurie metcalf and then also our favorite euphoria girly oh my gosh the drug dealer yes (laughs) yeah oh isn't her name laurie in the in euphoria yes that sounds right that sounds right I already forgot about her because there was so much other hilarious, hilarious stuff happening after her scenes, like later in the season. But wow, was she so funny. She was perfect. Loved her. She was perfect. And 
Lori Metcalf was honestly like the in a in a show with like literally a perfect cast and perfect characters. Lori Metcalf was some like the MVP. Oh my gosh. I was like shocked that she was going to be like kind of like distracting, but like no. She was truly no. so good. I was like how is this Lori Metcalf? It was just mm-hmm. so good. I I think too when I cuz I obviously didn't say like who she'd play when they announced that. I think in my head I was like, "Oh, I wonder if she'll be like a rival comedian or something." Mhm. And not her tour bus manager. <laughs> um literally there were some things she was saying that I was like cackling and that just doesn't usually happen even if I'm watching a really funny show. Mhm. I couldn't I oh wow. I was having an amazing time watching her. Yeah, I feel like it's a per well, I mean this is going to be a repeat statement too, but um like you're saying about the characters just fully like the characters themselves stepped it up a notch this season. But I really feel like they really did do a good job developing those characters even more, which was really really fun and none of their behavior felt like out of that character either which mm-hmm. i always really like that just shows that it's a really well-written show that the characters feel all the things they're doing whether it's a good or bad decision it feels very true to the character very true to the character and not of not a lot of like repeat mistakes that i feel like especially in comedies i always find kind of annoying it's like okay we get it like this person mm-hmm. is always going back to their ex or so, like some i i'm just thinking of random stuff but it like yeah but no i get it yeah it felt like the story was moving along where like each character was like learning from things that like they did wrong and like doing things differently and then like finding new things that they were bad at or like Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting, and I really enjoyed every single character plot. I agree. It was so good. Yeah, like, actual character growth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love to see it. I am very intrigued to see where it will go from here. I know, me too. There's a, I mean, a lot of, the door's wide open, like, Mm -hmm. It would just be interesting to see because I I feel like it like we as the audience like I do want to see the characters staying together all of them basically but I kind of liked where it left you and like it's also realistic that Mm -hmm. it's true they can't forever all just be working together forever. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that it was it was realistic too but for season three do I want to watch them all separate as I mean we've said for. Almost every show, if we like a season less, it's because the great ensemble cast is split up. So I don't really know how I feel about that. They got to bring them back together somehow. But yeah, they always find a way, you know, Mm -hmm. after how good this season was, I really do trust them. Yeah. Loved it. High praise. Had so much fun. Can't recommend it enough. This is another show that I feel like I've told lots of people to watch and I rarely hear of anybody taking me up on it and that's just sad it's a really good recommendation for like anybody too like literally, I literally anyone. anyone anyone would enjoy it it's so good yeah there's literally something for everyone i feel like it's one of the few shows i mean yeah that w- the phone 
the little phone joke was like kind of like cliche old people millennial humor but that's like the only time I feel like it's one of the only shows that has the perfect balance of like it makes fun of everyone no matter what your age is like Mm -hmm. I don't know it makes it makes all age groups all generations look good and equally bad and I feel like that's pretty um impressive yeah and they make it look easy yep and it's like the funniest parts even though I did laugh at the uh, stand-up comedy most of the funniest parts happen outside of that which makes Mm -hmm. it even better yes on to Barry seems like a rough transition (laughs) (laughs) but I don't really know another it's another like speaking of high praise (laughs) The highest. I cannot stop thinking, talking, all things Barry. I think it is, I know I just said this with Severance, but like it's up there with Severance with me. I think this season of Barry was top tier TV. So good. I think I said this earlier. It has been so long since season two that I felt kind of like, I, I just, and I haven't rewatched it either. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fun watching it and like remembering that this show is like very clever and like magical. I feel like, cause it, it's just one of those shows where like the funny parts are so funny and then it also is so dark. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you're just on a roller coaster ride the whole season because it's like, it's making you laugh at super dark things, but then also it'll be very, very not funny at all. And then suddenly the funniest thing you've ever seen. Like, it's like you get whiplash all over the place with your emotions. Yeah. I saw a quote um, from a Vulture article where they interviewed Barry about the last episode. And you mean Bill Hader? <laughs> Bill, did I say Bill Murray? What is wrong no, you with said, me? You said, no, you didn't. But you said you just called him Barry, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like it's like it's the show's so meta that it could have been like and barry was interviewed that's that's so funny because and then i thought i said bill murray because i knew yeah, i knew I it's ended like you it felt your like, mouth say why like, like ended on the why oh my gosh that's and i was funny. reading the name bill that was way crazy um wow. anyway bill hater said When you're doing a show about a murderer and dealing with domestic violence and trauma and PTSD and conversion therapy of a gay man, you can't really be that funny at times. If you're going to portray it honestly, the comedy comes from other moments like in life, which I thought Mm. was like a really, really great quote and like perfectly describes the show because it really is like a lot of really terrible traumatic things are happening and the Mm -hmm. funny parts are coming from like the little side conversations and like the life like scenarios, like going to get beignets. Like that is where <laughs> the comedy is. Yes. And it's just so interesting because shows like this, it really is hard when they're like up for awards. Cause it's like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Like I am really interested in shows that like don't really fit into a genre. I totally agree. This totally has that. 
I just, I do feel like I'm always more interested in watching a show like this mm-hmm. than a show that is not like advertised as having any comedy at all. I, I, it's like as humans, it's like you need a relief. You need the comic relief after dark, dark, dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, there's even, this show is like, there's even stuff in the middle though, because there's also very tender, like loving moments too. Mm-hmm. Like this show can truly do it all. And I feel like the time for, um, like that's why TV is so good right now. Because I feel like there's actually not that many shows that are like only a drama. The best things like transcend genre like well you're like, saying. like i would say our top three shows on the pod now i'm gonna mm-hmm. say barry is up there now but like it's along with severance and succession which i think both of those shows fall into the same category totally i think succession is yeah you're like severance for sure too i think severance has like so much kind of mystery involved also that it's like where how do you even where do you put that show mm-hmm. and succession? I couldn't even really tell you what it is first. I almost think it's, if you like have to pick, I feel like succession's almost a drama first, but it's like one of the funniest shows on television. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's almost like someday they're going to have to get rid of those categories for awards shows. Cause they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. It's very fascinating to think about. I think that this, I would need to rewatch all of Barry because I know I loved one and, seasons one and two also, but this season just really took it up a notch for me. Um, and I think that part of that is because I really, I just love shows that kind of um, like send up Hollywood and like you get to see the back end and it's like a whole commentary of Hollywood too and so since this season it's like kind of a flash forward because you don't see the transition out of acting class into like the real business of Hollywood Mm -hmm. but I really liked um all those like I loved seeing Sally on the set of her show and I loved all the conversations with like the streaming service because you know that those are like just barely exaggerated I Mm -hmm. assume you know and so I really liked seeing all that sides of things. Um, And so I liked seeing these characters that we used to really mostly see in acting class now doing different stuff. And that I, it just like um, one of my favorite parts also about the Hollywood stuff was there were just so many meta moments um, in the casting. And these are things that like, I only knew just from looking at IMDb, like, casting directors or real life casting directors playing themselves i saw that one of the the main girl who was like riding the dirt bikes she's actually a stunt woman in movies and so like stuff like that um i just it something that um is great about hacks is that it feels just realistic enough like me and taylor were kind of talking about how they they do bring up like real life comedians and so it makes it Deborah Vance feel like a real comedian in the world of comedy mm-hmm. and having all these kinds of like little hyper realistic moments made the world of Barry and all these fictional shows feel real too. And it's just like, 
messes with your head and it's really fun yeah there are so many layers to it that it's just like you'll think about it for hours and hours after each episode i feel like Mm -hmm. layers like in a glass onion (laughs) just like a no it's like a regular onion where you can't see it until you peel it back because that is more challenging and interesting to me (laughs) speaking of onions though sally reed's character i just like i felt like give give her an emmy she was incredible she like really really stood out and i Mm -hmm. was excited that her character got the arc that it did this season i mean i was sad but also i just felt like it was so much that she got to work with and it was so well done totally i mean honestly she almost felt that's at a lot of points more of a main character than Barry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, even in that um, second to last episode, I think I, I know he said a couple words, but like Barry didn't even talk the whole episode. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And it was so good. <sighs> I mean, I have to call out my... The most, like, the scenes that stand out to me the most are the scenes on the beach, especially Mm. where, like, he's on the street and it, like, flows into the beach. That was, like, the most stunning visual I've ever seen. And I want to know how they did that. And then the scene I cannot get out of my mind, and I know Jordan feels the same because we've already been, like, uh, gasping and wowing over it, but the bike chase scene is the most unbelievable scene I've ever seen and I want a full documentary on how they filmed that like it's Mm -hmm. kind of like um La La Land where they filmed that scene with with, like all the cars and traffic but Mm -hmm. these cars weren't even stopped in traffic they were driving I I honestly don't think I've ever seen anything like it like Vin Diesel is shaking (laughs) (laughs) Vin Diesel's worried about how in Fast and Furious 10 can we match that scene in Barry? Because we can't, they, I know they can't. They better call up Bill Hader. Whew. I was like, it's one of those things where I was like, like your adrenaline's so high. Um, mm-hmm. I was like barely breathing watching that whole thing. It was so... Your and adren- so many things that were like one continuous take. Yes. And it was like, oh. this is like a drone shot that's like shifting to like down at eye level. And it's then it's just like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> at a loss for words. I think it's the most stunning piece of television. <laughs> it was amazing. Something I thought of when you were talking about um, Vin Diesel is like, maybe he'll call it Bill Hader and ask for some advice or input and bill will say okay fine but you have to um let my girlfriend slash fiance anna kendrick be in your show (laughs) oh my gosh that is not how i thought you were gonna end that sentence that is so funny i thought you were gonna i thought you were talking about like in this season of barry when he keeps trying to get henry winkler a job (laughs) yeah that's what he does you have to have my acting coach in the (laughs) oh it is really weird that they're dating and yet also maybe it's not so weird yeah i don't know who can define love you know yeah no one which actually brings me to hank all shines every season 
And this season, again, it's, I think that's another similarity with hacks. It took these characters that are already like, Oh, ha ha. Hank is so funny. He had so much more to do this season. It was so emotional and also still so funny. And like, wow, wow, wow. Emmy nomination for him. Seriously, please. He had so many memorable lines. Like I can't, (laughs) basically anyone who watches Barry I've talked to them about this because I don't know why I thought it was so funny but the part where he's like are you breaking up with me I just think is like so iconic and then obviously the other line where he's like I obviously knew you were gonna do that but I felt like it would be rude to (laughs) leave (laughs) so he just like is totally fine getting tranquilized (laughs) yeah I just didn't want to be rude (laughs) Or whatever. Oh my gosh. I already forgot about that. Sweet little baby. He's perfect. Yeah. Something I was thinking about it's like between Hank, Sally, and Henry Winkler. It's like um, Barry, who is a very interesting character, obviously, is like not as interesting as all those other stories to me right now. Mm hmm. Which I did not, besides Hank excluded, because he's always been like a star, you know. But like, um, I was always more interested in what was going on with Barry than like Sally or Henry Winkler. Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler's character's name is Gene, but it's too confusing with Hacks because that stars Gene Smart. So we have to say <laughs> Henry Winkler. But this season, I just, I just love when the other characters get to shine. And I think because it was important to set it up for another season with how it mm-hmm. ended. Yes. So I'm glad we got to learn more about them. So because we might be seeing them more. I agree. Um, we don't necessarily need to spoil it, but I honestly, I was like cheering at the way that en- it ended. Actually, I was kind of like, yes, finally. I'm, I kind of was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I felt I've actually felt good about it. I was like, yes. It was a perfect ending. And it another thing great. that Bill Hader said was that like he knew when he started right. He knew exactly how the season was going to end, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. I believe it. Something it was it was interesting watching him because I was like, wow, it's so interesting that he started out as like that guy from SNL. And now it's like I really don't see him as that anymore. Mm-mm. I just was like, wow, this acting and, but all, more so the directing really. Mm-hmm. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. It's wild. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Cause I would feel embarrassed by how <laughs> much of a fan girl I am right now. Very. I would be like, I seriously, I would love to hear from someone who watches this and thinks it's not good because that I, that does not compute in my brain. Me neither. I don't know how you could watch that and be like, meh. <laughs> Me neither. Cannot relate. Okay. Well, with that, who's your crush of the week? My crush. I just, I have a crush on Paul Downs and Hacks. Ugh, that's a great answer. I love him. He's just like, he's so, he's so, he's like very, very, very cute but also just like I mean, it's really fun watching him in Hacks, knowing that he's like a creator of Hacks. Wow, there really are so many tie-ins with our ridiculous top three. Like it's really, <laughs> it just all works out so beautifully. But um, he's just so good, and 
there's not a character that I'm bored by, but his scenes, especially with Meg Stalter, are just like his just exasperation with her. Like he he it's like he's a master at that. He's mm-hmm. so good. And um I'm just jealous of his wife that he created the show with. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, cause like and his character has like no flaws really. Like he's just like a nice Mm-mm. guy that's like also down to earth and yes also cute and like cares and mm-hmm. like has good style like yeah he's perfect he's, he's a short perfect. king yeah my crush is i gotta give it up to noho hank he really good. amazing choice he has a hold of my heart i love him anything he could even be saying like nothing on screen and I would be obsessed with him mm-hmm. so I'm very aware of my bias for him but I love him well he's he's a star he his is. his reactions to things his silent reactions really are mm-hmm. epic yeah he's amazing um one of my favorite things I did take a note of is how he and Cristobal are Luke and Lorelai in each other's phones <laughs> oh my gosh I don't even know if I even realized that I was screaming. Who's Luke? Because at fr- well, I uh, now I can't remember who was texting who, because I remember it showed one of them texting someone named Lorelai, and I was like, "Oh, who's this new character?" And then it showed that it was actually <laughs> the other guy, and it said Luke on the top of his text. So okay, it's like they really are funny. Luke and Lorelai. And you know what? I probably did notice that, but I've been watching this show week to week, and you binged oh, it, so yeah. it's fresh in your mind. Because I feel like there's no way I could have missed that. Because especially when Noho Hank is on screen, my eyes are glued to that thing. I know. But I mean, because it was only showing the phone. And I, but that it's just one of those little things that like other shows would have a whole punchline around that. Mm -hmm. In this, it's like a tiny little Easter egg. Yeah. And Barry is just full of stuff like that. And it makes it like... It's just so good. Well, while we're talking about Noho Hank texting, there was another scene that like I rewatched it like three times and I paused it and even took a picture and I posted it on my grid to Instagram (laughs) because I was so obsessed with it. And it's where Hank (laughs) texts Barry and is like, hey, Barry, you still feel like you have no purpose seeing shit going crazy, etc. If so, I have a job for you. It's too good. Since it was three years ago, which when you think about it, that was when Game of Thrones ended. That feels like about a billion years ago, pre-COVID. too wild to think about. But one of the the main things I remember from early Barry is Hank texting the bitmoji of himself. Like (laughs) like being like, "Mm," like after being like, oh, you messed up this job and all these people didn't die. Like something really serious. And then like a Mm -hmm. sad bitmoji of Hank. And it's so (laughs) iconic. (laughs) Love him. Love him. Love him. Yeah. All right. Well, two perfect shows. You've got work to do if you haven't seen either of them. I mean, you're walking around totally uncultured. How embarrassing for you, (laughs) dear listener. Sad. So sad. We're just going to start bullying people into watching the shows we like now. (laughs) No more Mr. Nice Guy. We're going to call you out on it. No more tiptoeing. Your life could be better than it is. This is your formal invitation 
to watch The Staircase on HBO because that's what we're talking about <laughs> next week. <laughs> that sounded like um, freaking Lady Whistle Down. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Lady Whistle Down out. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye.